How many times have you tried to start some kind of journey, whether it be nutritional or uh, exercise, something like that, and you just find that motivation runs out and you just kind of fall flat and you realize that it was a bit harder than you thought and you're wondering why you keep cycling. I think we've all been there in some respect and this episode is exactly the one you need. Uh, In this episode, we're going to talk about three things, uh, ready, willing, and able. Tony and I both get very vulnerable about our own journeys, about our own health, and about how we have had to face times in our lives that need us to be ready, willing, and able, and to commit to these small committed actions that we do day by day to make that ready, willing, and able happen. So stick around. I hope this episode is a blessing to you, and please like and share it uh, with somebody that you think it might benefit And if you happen to be a professional in the field of behavior analysis, we mentioned that last month, we mentioned that our podcast is now an ACE provider, so CEUs will be available to some of our episodes. We want to give you a heads up that next week, that is uh, on Wednesday when we release, that'll be Wednesday, June 15th. That episode will be up live and available for CEUs, and more information will be available at the start of that episode. So we're excited to bring that to you to show how ABA fits into nutrition and how it can help you and also give you some certification credits towards your recertification process. So stick around and listen to today's episode. Uh, We think it's uh, one that will bless you well. Without further ado, let's get into the show. You're tuning in to the Behavior Chef Podcast, where nutrition meets behavior. Team Behavior Chef are experienced professionals in applied behavior analysis and nutrition coaching who strive to bring helpful conversations centered around healthful behaviors because you deserve your health. Now let's get to the episode. Here are your hosts, Clint Evans and Tony Chambers. So my son is taking um, these like Ninja Warrior classes this summer and uh, he's done them before in the past when he was younger they just mostly did like obstacle courses and some training stuff then but now he's like in an older group and they're actually working on skills and one of the skills is like a rope ladder but it's a giant rope ladder and it has the cowbell at the top you know oh yeah anybody can remember like some traumatic moments in pe when you were a kid when they made you climb the rope and try to hit the we had a flag at the top of ours but i never made it past like the third knot so, it makes me think of, of Saturday Night Live. I got a fever. Got a <laughs> prescription is more yeah. cowbell, baby. Yeah, absolutely. More cowbell for sure. So, and, and he's eight years old and he's not the, he's not the biggest eight year old. Like he, he's a short little dude, but man, he, he looked at this thing and the guy was like, okay, you practice the rope, you, you practice the rope wall and first try just like scampered right up the top i was equally like terrified and excited all at the same time oh my gosh slapped that bell like at the top this tiny little guy and everyone's kind of looking up at him like good job little dude good job man and because some of these bigger kids wouldn't even get on that thing so i was it was a really proud like goal moment like he didn't know that was his goal or like if he was gonna be able to do it but he just did it yeah like like I see that I, I want to hit that that looks cool and gave it his all not knowing if he's going to fail or not and I so I was super proud of him I thought it was a really cool cool moment that's awesome it makes me think of like we talk with clients a lot about ready willing and able yeah and it makes me think of like we get stuck in ready and willing but 
than the committed action of, of like Abel and, and going. Yeah. Is like, you know, you're staring up at the cowbell, like one of the taller kids in this scenario, right? You're looking up and you're like, oh, it's so you're thinking of all the things, like it's so high. It's, and your little dude's like, oh, let's just do it. You know, let's yeah. give it a shot. I think that's a great conversation for the listener. Like, um, I actually posted a meme in our group and on Facebook today, and it was like, uh, had a picture. I think the show is Gumball. It's like a kid show, and oh, it has yeah. like, it had like the guy sitting there, and he's like, the caption says, "We all know where this is going," right? And the uh, the tagline said, "Diet starts Monday," and I just asked like, how many of you like today is Monday when we record? So I was like, how many of you have said this recently? You're like, you know, how many times have you have you said this? Where like on Friday, you ate like you know a jerk. Uh, to yourself and you're feeling low and you're like okay i'm making this massive plan for monday and then on sunday night you're looking up at monday and you're like well it's it's monday you know what do i do right and i I think i think that ready willing and able piece is exactly kind of where my head went and what you spoke to because you know ready willing and able comes from precision nutrition and it's you know ready you know are you ready to to go on on a health journey this could be career this could actually be ready willing and able for a lot of goals in your life are you willing to do it like are you willing to change are you willing to do and put in the work and then are you able to do it you know and able can mean a lot of different things able can mean can you physically do it if you have a fitness or physical goal um do you have the knowledge can be an able piece um and just also uh capacity like of what's going on in your life and the goals that you're setting not to say that if you're, there's too much going on, you can't hit that goal, but you may need somebody like us to um, help kind of shape what that goal looks like and break it up into steps that make it make you able to to reach that final goal that you want to hit. And I kind of and I and that was one of the, like the, you know, I was just it was first and foremost just proud dad moment, of course, <laughs> proud parent, and um, but you know, I don't even know like what was really going through his head i kind of want to ask him tomorrow what he was thinking in the sense of like he was ready he looked at he looked at the rope he's like yeah i definitely want to do that he's willing to do it and he's like yeah i'm gonna try and i gave him a thumbs up and he's like that's so high and i'm like yeah go for it dude he's like all right so he was willing to try and he made a step and he moved his arms and stepped and moved his arms and eventually got to the top he was very much able to do it and I don't know if he was able, if he knew he was able to do it. And I think that's what we help people with sometimes. Yeah. That- yeah. We're a supportive environment for, you know, yeah. like it's a safe spot for you. Look, you, it's like, it's like the other day, I, it was Sunday afternoon, you know, it was just hectic around here. And, and my, my wife was like, I need to take a nap. Like you know, I need to get some rest. And so I, I took my son out for a walk and, you know, for those of you listening, my son's uh, 13 months. So he's just learning how to walk and all that fun stuff, babbling, you know, and and uh, we got back from the walk and I was pretty, pretty gassed myself. And so I sat him down on on his like favorite rug. I put on Miss Rachel as like his favorite YouTube thing. And he was like kicking his little feet and watching. And I, I was probably like 15 minutes I went by and all of a sudden he just whips his head around and like looks at the couch. Nobody's there. And he looks over at my chair and like points at me and smiles and then turns back around. And he's in that like where where are my parents stage you know like, like that clinger stage yeah and it was really cool because he was just like kicking having a good time and all of a sudden he's like oh wait i'm alone and he looked around and he's like oh no dad's here we're good yep. you know and that's that's what i took from it and you know obviously i don't have a kid who's able to scale walls yet but right it's that same thing of like 
do I have someone giving me permission to give myself permission? Yeah. To go ahead and do this. Yeah, it's it's safe. And and part of that is, you know, especially in the with diet culture and how far it's come <laughs> where it is now, like talk about being able to create a unsafe place very diet culture is an unsafe place right like yeah i mean it's it's social media aspect of it let me put it that way for those listening like it's the way we try to do it it's we, we create a safe space for you to see the other side of the diet um where you know it's 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 not a diet it's just i just got off of a call with a client recently who was like you know they went on a trip and they ate some more protein with every meal and they you know ate what they wanted to, but they went to a store and got some like healthier snacks for in between travels. And I was like, that's, I literally said, I was like, welcome to life. Like, right. That's how this works. That is the, the, the missing piece to all of your dietary success is behavior change. Right. And all that comes from your supportive environment, which is what I keep cutting Tony off to tell you about. (laughs) (laughs) Right. No, it, it absolutely is. And I think, I think I think you hit it on and I think what we're what we're trying to change is that you know there is specific things you have to do if you want to change your wellness but it's not crowbarring a a diet plan or numbers into your life um it's the other way around is we we take this plan and then we have your life and we look at everything around it your environment your behaviors your knowledge your skills everything around it and we make sure that it it fits in to your life and yeah. we do that first and foremost through a values assessment so what what do you value what do you care about to make sure that we're aligning that plan to to what you care about because on that goes for goals as well because it, if we're just crowbarring something brand new into your life it's it's not going to fit it's not going to work and that's why diets don't don't work long term Yeah. And there's the key piece. Diets do in fact work. We have plenty of data that supports that. Like, you know, you can drop weight super quick. I've done it myself. I do it. You know, there are times I catch myself yo-yoing. Still, like it's still a pattern that I have to deal with just because I have a learning history of it and I know how to control it. doesn't mean that I don't fall into patterns once in a while when life gets really stressful, really tough. Right now I'm going through some medication changes of my own that are you know, I'm on a medication now that's known to increase hunger and add to liver issues if you're not careful and metabolic syndrome if you're, you know, if your uh, nutrition isn't on point. And so I'm kind of going back to my own basics of tracking, keeping to a calorie count, like, you know, noticing hunger cues, the same stuff we work with our clients for. Like it's it's not something that once you learn, that the whole point is not once you get there you're not done it's it's like you know going on vacation you still have to drive home right it's it's the same once i get to my destination i'm not finished that's just a part of the journey right and now i know how to get there so let's go back and break that down yeah sure everything you just said so you we just say you've mentioned a lot of times on this podcast you've lost 100 pounds yeah so and that's been a huge journey and you're still on a journey but at this point, like, do you track every day all the time? No, actually, I, I was just talking to someone about that for today. Like I, I had so, planned, I had tracked all day today until I got home and life was nuts. Right. But I that's, didn't... that's the piece is that, that you, you've been on a first part of your health journey. You had to learn a bunch of new skills. Mm-hmm. You had to create a bunch of new habits. 
And then you kind of got in a space where you're comfortable in a good way, like you're, you know, happy, good with yourself where yeah. you are. So you don't have to track all the time because you've intuitively kind of learned how to, how to live. And then you had a change in your life where you had to start a new medication. There's side effects and things that can happen when it comes to your health and your weight and how you feel. So you went back to the behaviors that you learned to help you get to that first milestone that you made. Yeah. So you're like, okay, so I'm going to track for a little bit. I'm going to see what adjustments I have to make and what I put in my body versus the energy I'm being able to put out right now. And it doesn't mean that you're going to have to track and live this crazy new lifestyle and relearn all this stuff again, because you've, you've been through this process already of relearning habits and change. So whenever change comes up in your life, this, this is what should happen when it comes to your health and wellness. When things come up in life that, that change, you're having kids, your job changes from maybe your 20,000 steps a day at work to a desk job. Um, your yeah. health changes in some sort of way. You know, I just went through that huge kidney surgery and been, was down for six months. That was a big change. That's what we should shape health, wellness, and nutrition around is life. As, as Clint said earlier, the opposite side of dieting, you know, in a picture perfect world, um, you know, a diet would want you to say, okay, here's what you have. This is how you have to live. And every single day, your life would align to how you're supposed to live that diet. And again, that doesn't work. <laughs> things happen, right? In your yes. life, lots of different things happen. Absolutely. And, and that's what we have to build behaviors around. That's what we have to change because if we're not shaping what's going on in your life right now and what's going to happen this Wednesday is not going to be the same as next Wednesday, then we have to learn the skills to, for you to still be able to hit those goals. And that's, that's where diet culture needs to be. That's where health and nutrition needs to be about life and, and how life gets you to that place and, and to be successful and happy and healthy in, in whatever form that you see that, that being. And one of the, I mean, all of that is, yes, Tony just nailed it for you. And uh, somebody who's listening, hopefully intently at this point, like I, I've been you, I am you, you know, we're all you. Um, generalized in that sense, but I, I want you to know, like I've 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 been in the seat where I'm starting, and one of the biggest things I it's kind of that committed action tough love moment where you have to be honest with yourself about the goals that you want. Like I know I'm I'm never going to be, and I don't say never, uh, as far as like it's not possible, but I don't have any desire to be under ten percent body fat. I don't have any desire to step on a stage and compete in a bodybuilding competition. I don't have any desire to do anything other than what's going to bring me health and happiness. And that should be how your goals are filtered. Tony mentioned it earlier with the values assessment. That's what that means. If you know, you hear us say that values assessment, values assessment. It's like, why is this important to you? What's important to you long-term? I want to be able to do squats so I can bend down and pick up my son without, you know, fear of pulling my lower back out of place. Um, I drive a Sonata and I pulled a massive box out of that thing today and ran it upstairs without fear of my back falling out. Like I, you know, I do things that are ergonomic flex. for <laughs> it's that, yeah, that's the flex. I, uh, it's, 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 it's stuff like that where like, I'm not, I'm not worried about my daydream, right? I'm worried about my day. What, what am I going to do today? 
that's not going to blow out my back or, you know, there was a time, Tony, when, you know, when I was a hundred and at that point I was 110 pounds heavier than I am right now, where it was just one day that it finally hit me that I had to hold my breath to tie my shoes. Mm. And I thought, and I was 24 well, at the time. And I thought, this is not good. Like I would sweat putting on shoes. And if you remember the first time we worked together, I don't, I would doubt you would remember this, but I wore slides and slip on shoes that didn't tie. And there was, I wore like, Hey dudes and stuff like that. Those kind of shoes. Now I still want a pair of Hey dudes today. They're amazing shoes. But (laughs) reason being was because I was afraid to tie my shoes because I was afraid of how unhealthy I was. Wow. You know, I don't, this is, I think it's the first time I've shared that on this show. Yeah, it is. That's the first time I've ever heard it. We've known each other for almost 10 years now. Yeah, it's been a minute. And um, that's kind of one of those revelations where you didn't really, it's like a memory unlocked, you know, and I haven't had to think about it for so long, but it's, it's a bit traumatic for me to think back on it. Cause that was a spot in my life where I thought everything was fine. And then when that started, I was like, oh man, like I am young. Um, you know, my, I should be healthy. Um, I feel like I'm healthy, but I have to hold my breath to tie my shoes. And if I don't tie my shoes quick enough, I will start to sweat. Yeah. That wasn't a good place. And so at the moment I wasn't thinking about, you know, what do my abs look like? I was thinking about, I'd love to tie my shoes without bending over and breathing hard. Yeah. I think there's something here that, I mean, you know, from the behavior chef perspective and, and, um, and gets a little away from the behavior analytic perspective and, and the sense of one of the thing, one of the words that we use a lot here at behavior chef that I don't think we emphasize enough having this conversation just kind of re- gave us, gave me this realization in the moment is the word honesty and vulnerability. Those two words together, like when you hit those two things, that honesty piece is when you're honest with yourself in the sense of, you know, that's a, that's where you were at your health. Like I'm having to hold my breath tie my shoes. Like yeah. this is the, I mean, it's an honest moment where you kind of intrinsically look in yourself and be like, okay, where am I? And that starts that process of, am I ready to do something? Am I willing to do something about it? And then that able piece comes later. Um, once you get kind of past those first two things, but I think it starts at honesty in the sense of just being honest with yourself and also honest in those goals. Like you beautifully, beautifully said, like when we talk to people about goals, we're not talking about, you know, what size biceps do you want and how clear do you want your abs to come through? Uh, you know, how thin do you want to be? We ask people like Clint was saying, like, what, what do you want out of this health journey? If you yeah. want, like I'm going to the beach in six months and I want to look the best I ever have great. We'll help you get there. That's a phenomenal goal, but that's based. And and when we dig in, there's probably more to it than uh, of why you want to do that. But, um, but, but we're going to get a little deeper into the values of like where that comes from. And it could also be, you know, Clint and I do share this piece with our kids. Clint wants to be able to squat down and pick up his son. I want to be able to get in the backyard and my kids say, Hey dad, you want to go play or you want to play basketball? Do you want to run around? I'm going to say, yes, I absolutely do. And I can keep up with them. I mean, I have a nine-year-old, an eight-year-old, and a five-year-old, 18-year-old as well. And he can be just as active sometimes. (laughs) But I want to be able to, they have a lot of years in in their childhood. And I want to be, I want them to remember being a part of all of that. So when I think of my health goals and where I want to end up or where I am, 
my it's endurance so yeah. therefore i will do i'll put fuel in my body that at the end of a long work day or a long work week like today and like today or i mean this week in my family week is insanity i ran clean through this morning it is insanity but at the end of the day if my kids are still like hey dad you want to play i'm still gonna be able to say yes so that's where i want my goal to be it doesn't have anything to do with what's going to look good how are thing how's my shirt going to fit anything like that when i can do that i know i'm there yeah and i think yeah, I mean, there's so much gold in, in all of this. Like the the crux of the matter is, you know, ready, willing, and able. That's kind of what we're talking about. And what what are you ready to do? What are you willing to do? And what are you able to do right now? Right now. With it. You know, I wasn't able to tie my shoes without breathing heavy. I But I, I was able to walk <laughs> more. Right. I was able to uh, make a meal that wasn't McDonald's. I was able to drink an extra glass of water. I was able to take a walk after my lunch. I was able to spend time with people that, that meant something to me other than just sitting on yeah. the couch and watching a television show. I was able to do all those things. So what are you able to do right now? Yeah, and, and I'm gonna give another example from my perspective that had at the time absolutely nothing to do even with weight loss um, at the time or even not even purposely changing my health is the story of how I fell in love with cooking. And my son was two years old. I was a single father at the time and I was working a a busy corporate job. And I just got to a point where I was fed up with going through drive-thrus and like pulling out frozen pizzas multiple times a week. I I wanted something better for my son. and, and, and looking back on it today, I wanted something a little better for me as well, but it was really driven by him. So I had $5 <laughs> in my bank account and I had a, like two days before payday and I wanted to cook something for my son. I did not want to go to McDonald's. I did not want to pick another fast food place. So I went to a grocery store. I got, I found like a small pack of chicken legs, a box of mashed, of powdered mashed potatoes and I had a can of green beans in my cupboard at home. And I went home and I cooked that and we ate like kings. Like that's what we felt like. But that was a ready piece. Like I'm, I'm ready to change this. I, again, I, can, I know I can cook something a little more than a frozen pizza. So where am I at right now? What am I willing to do? And let's try that and try to cook one or two, two meals, change my grocery habits. And then I met myself where I was able to do it at. And at that point, it was baking some chicken legs and making powdered mashed potatoes. <laughs> and which, which do they do? Uh, they do slam. They are pretty good. I, I will. I will still eat them to this day with with no inhibition. And and that was and that and you know there's there's lots of studies out there that that we can throw out there that show that even with no diet plan whatsoever, no nutrition plan, just by cooking more at home you will change your nutritional intake. You'll change how much vitamins, minerals, because you're eating a lot less unprocessed foods and, and stuff. And I, we were making ourselves better without focusing on food, without focusing on diet and nutrition, but focusing on another piece of our of my environment at the time. Of course, I was not a behavior analyst at the time. I was in the corporate world. But unbeknownst to myself, changing my environment and my habits led to a first step of of wellness change for not only me but for my son at the time and that's an that's a, it's a, it's another perspective of how 
ready, willing, and able can work from yeah. a, a different angle. And Clint has a has a beautiful example, and, and I think mine. Hopefully, some people can relate with as well on some level. Absolutely, I, I think, and I think a good way to kind of, I think a good way to kind of wrap it together today is just to ask like a simple question: Is what's your first step? Yeah. Right. What What is the step right now? I, you know, we're being pretty honest and vulnerable with you. Why don't you do the same? You know, what is something that you can be honest and vulnerable with yourself and getting away from just the behavior analytic, you know, jargon and giving you the tools that we give you every week. It's, if you listen, it's pretty much the same stuff all the time because that's what works. But we wanted to give you an example of a very simple, just conversation with yourself. And what's my first step? And once you have that first step, are you ready to take it? Are you willing to take it? And are you able to take it? Yeah. Where do you go from here? And that's really what we want to leave you with in this episode is just some encouragement from your buddies over at Behavior Chef. Um, yeah. You know, we got you. Um, yeah. We're always available uh, on our socials, on on our uh, email address, you know, all that stuff. Go to behaviorchef.com to learn all about it. We don't need to plug all that right now, but this is, this is an honest conversation uh, with yourself. What are you ready to do? willing and able and what's your what's that first step you're going to take yeah absolutely and um again like reach out to us you are capable uh you are you know you deserve your health is something we love to say here at behavior chef and tonight um is an absolute um you know it's the perfect podcast for that for that phrase is you deserve your health yeah, I think so. On the screen, because <laughs> it, 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 we truly, truly mean it. You deserve your health, and uh, in any way, and reach out to anybody. It doesn't have to be us. Whoever, whoever can help you get started on that. Yeah, we just want to be a support for your for your journey. We're here for you, no matter what that means. And so, with that in in mind, Tony, how do we sign off? All right, everybody, be well, eat pizza, take data. That's right. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Behavior Chef Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate it. And we'll catch you in the next episode of the Behavior Chef Podcast.